Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between these two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will be abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. That is our first reading. Our gospel reading for this morning is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. It's one of those uh, parables where it talks about fairness and how God's fairness is different from our fairness. Let's read in Matthew chapter 20, beginning with the first verse. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them but denarius for the day, and he sent them into the vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received the denarius. So those, when, when those who came were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received the denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you had made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a Daenerys? Take your pay and go. I want to give to the one who was hired last the same I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be 
and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday everybody. Oh yes, a gorgeous day out there here in South Dakota, the United States, the life that we are all living and we are working in God's vineyard. We are laborers in the vineyard and how are we all going to be paid at the end? I find this parable so interesting in different levels. Think about it for a moment. The fact that when he pays them, notice the order that he takes. Now, had he started with the first one and paid them their dinars and they left, and the second one and so forth towards the end of the day, we wouldn't be having a discussion because there'd be no envy, there'd be no jealousy in the in the whole story, would there? It would just be everybody got paid and everybody would be happy. But you see, God's fairness. It doesn't matter if you come to Christ, you've been to, with Christ your life, or whether you're like the thief up on the cross who came to Christ at the very last hour. The thief says, remember me when you enter your paradise. Jesus says, you'll be with me today in paradise. Think about that. That, that thief lived a whole life of more sin than probably everybody else and yet up on the cross he asked for forgiveness God forgave him and he's going to enter into paradise you can imagine all the other ones who have been living the life of Christ their entire life and they're going to be treated equally to that thief just like in our reading for today no the last ones that were hired as the first ones who were hired. And if you look at the picture in the front of the bulletin, you, you look at it, you look at the uh, people who are receiving their, their money for the day. The one that's in the back there, he's wiping his brow. He, he is sweating. He's worked hard all day. And the one in front of him, he, does, he didn't even break out of sweat at all. And he's going to get paid the same. Oh, yes. You know, and isn't it great for a moment to think about the fact that are all going to be treated equally. Nobody's going to be more important or less important than anybody else in the kingdom of God. Another way of looking at it is those who were hired first, you could say those were the apostles. And then those who were hired the next hour, maybe the reformers. And then be other people along the way that were hired. You think about the generations of people who have been into the church. And the very last hour of the day might be us, or it might be five generations from now. It doesn't matter when we have been witnesses to Jesus Christ. The bottom line is we have to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Not only today, not just when we come to church on Sunday, but on every day of our lives. And as was pointed out to me this morning, you know, when we pray, we need to pray every day. We need to pray for our church, our church family, our, our everybody in our church community, even within the communities here in South Dakota. We need to pray, not just here on Sunday, but every day that we are awake, living and breathing God's Word and His life. We need to really pray to God and say, thank you, God. And boy, with the things happening this Last week, especially with uh, you know Supreme Court Justice uh, who just died, 
I knew as soon as I heard about her death that, oh boy, the news was going to light up, wasn't it? And I was right. The news lit up like a ball of fire. Oh. Well, we know what we're going to be listening to for the next couple weeks. We got the virus to contend with. We got the Supreme Court to contend with. We have our daily lives to contend with. We have, you know, I read a little article this morning uh, who says that, you know, the superintendents and the principals in these schools are working very hard trying to make the education process safe for our children and our staff members. It's affecting basically every school in South Dakota. We're going to get through this, though. But it's not going to be easy. Because who said working in the vineyard was going to be easy task? It's not. Working for God is a very difficult and challenging task for us each and every day of our lives. we got to get up in the morning. we got to remember to give Him praise and glory and honor. Think about Jonah. You know, he was the one that said, Deliverance belongs to the Lord. And yet when the time came and he was supposed to go to Nivea and preach the good news, he went running the other way. He was the one who decided there's going to be nobody saved there. And yet he himself said, Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Deliverance belongs to God belongs to every one of us as we live out our lives. You know, you talk about fairness and you look at our, our reading for today. There's really nothing fair about it in our minds, is it? And our human concept and our human way of thinking and our small way of thinking, it isn't fair that the guy who came in first gets paid the same as the guy who came in last. How is that fair? Even in our everyday lives, or maybe in our work situations, or our schooling, or whatever the case might be, there might come a time when we say, that's not fair. I should be just as equal as that person, or I might do the job better than they, and they get the credit for it. That's not fair. We like to try to play the fairness games in our, in our minds. And the owner of the vineyard says, you know what? I agreed to send my son into the world to forgive you of your sins, to teach the way, not just for you, but for you and you and you and you and you and you and everybody. No matter how bad the situation is, as long as you come to Jesus Christ, no matter what the hour is, whether it's the first hour or the last hour, when you come to Jesus Christ, He will forgive you. The Apostle Paul, who was Saul beforehand, was persecuting Christians. God went to him and said, He's changing His ways. I'll make sure of that. salvation. I'll make sure of that. I'm going to forgive all of you your 
sins, God says, I'll make sure of that, no matter what the situation is, as long as you come and you repent and believe, you will all be treated equally in the kingdom of God. But the problem we have is that workers are Workers are few, and there are so many people in the world that we need to reach out to. We have a very yard, very large vineyard. And there are a lot of people out there. We think that everybody has known Jesus Christ, and that can be further from the truth. There are so many people in the world who don't know about Jesus. I was reading about the fact we're over in Europe. The need for labors is great in the continent of Europe, in our churches and Sunday schools. The need for born-again, soul-winning workers is very great. In many ways, it constitutes the most needy mission field in the world today. Millions live and die in Europe without a true knowledge about God. But that's not only just the case here in Europe. It's the case here in the United States. It might be the case in our own community of Sisseton's. Wherever the case might be. It might be in a small town that it might even. Maybe somebody there isn't recognizing who Jesus Christ is. And what are we doing about it? How are we spreading the message? How are we reaching out to that? You see, the mission, we are laborers in the vineyard. You know, if we all go into the vineyard and just kind of stand there, is anything going to get done? Absolutely not. You can go into the vineyard, stand there, and I hate to say this, but the grapes are not going to jump off the vine. <laughs> they will not jump. They'll eventually just fall on the ground and will not be harvested and will be wasted. You see, when you work in the vineyard, when you work in God's vineyard, you have to do something. Yesterday I was out plucking some raspberries. It seemed like it took forever to get a little bowl of raspberries. You know how small the raspberries look big when you start picking them. They're pretty small. And you're sitting there and you're picking raspberries. You're picking raspberries. It's like, oh, do I have enough? Here? Why don't I have very many in the bowl here? It seems like I've been picking for forever. You got to keep at it. If you want to fill the bowl up, you got to keep after it. You got to keep picking them raspberries. You got to keep picking them grapes. You got to keep working in the vineyard until you accomplish your mission. And your mission is to fill that bowl of raspberries, to harvest the grapes, to harvest the, the, the people who are out there that need help. You know, and the thing is, there are many kinds of workers that are out there. Not everybody is going to work physical labor in the vineyard. That doesn't mean you avoid going to the vineyard. There might be something else for you to do in the vineyard. You see, the Lord needs preachers who use their spirit-filled preaching abilities to preach the gospel. There are Christian authors and teachers who use the printed word. You know, there are many people behind the scenes. You know, we need people who pray who pray for the church, who pray for the family of God, who prays for our country, who prays for our leaders. Those people are behind the scenes. They are just as important as those who are laboring and sweating in the vineyard. There are those who are the stewards, who keep track of the money, 
Make sure that the bills are being paid. Make sure that the workers are being paid. And you know, we don't have a lot of time left. We don't have a lot of time. I know people say, well, you know, it might be another thousand years before the end of the earth comes. It might be maybe a million years. Or when the sun decides to go supernova, it might happen then. We don't know when the end is coming. But God knows when the end is coming. And he tells his people that the time is short. The reason he says the time is short because for us, from our perspective, our time is short. We live anywhere from zero to 106 years or whatever the case might be. What are we doing with the time that we have in our life? In this parable, the period for service was 12 hours. In 2 Corinthians 6-2 it says, In the time of my favor I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. But I tell you, God's favor is now. God's working time is now. We need to be the harvesters, the laborers out in the field. Like I said, some were called in the morning. Some were called at noon. Some were called in the afternoon. Some called in the evening to come and work in the vineyard. Yeah, it's it's not an easy task. I can guarantee working, you know, anybody that has worked in a farm knows that the farming life is not easy, especially back in the days when I grew up. And maybe for some of you back in your day. I don't know if anybody's here that worked in the farm that was in horse and buggy days. I don't think there's any of you out there today, but back when they did farming back in the olden days, it was a struggle. And you know about religion, I think about God, and I think about our country. And I keep thinking about, you know, I've seen images, I look at how our country is formed, how much pride there was when they came over here to America. America, the great. We formed the Constitution, we formed our form of government, we formed the fact that we have freedom of religion, that we can worship God that is great and wonderful. It was formed. It was brand new. And what is it like today? Our country today seems to be in shambles. It seems to be falling apart. It seems to be that I don't know what's happened, but our country is not like it was. Worshiping God is not like it was. Putting God first is not like it used to be. I'm sure you can remember the days when this church was packed full of people. Like over in Pierpont, my goodness. I mean, there were over 100 people that would attend church over there on a Sunday. Everybody on a Sunday would go to church. If you didn't go to church, you were probably shunned on back then. Because you see, that was important. Back in the days of, I want to say, Little House in the Prairie, everybody went to church in their buggy. That was fantastic. A sense of community, a sense of love. The church was the center of point 
of your community. God was the center point of their lives. And what has happened over the years? We have fallen away from God and fallen into physical things of this planet. It's more important today to get things rather than to receive. It seems to be more important that, you know, we like to accumulate wealth. We like to accumulate all the stuff that we don't need. We talk about the first and the last who are in our service, in our vineyard today. Who is the true first and the last? Who ties it all together? Revelation 1, 17 ties it all together. He says, Do not be afraid. I am the first And yes, when we get there, we're going to be pleasantly surprised and see the people who are there. But we're also going to be surprised at those who are not going to be there because they're going to be those people who will go up into heaven and Jesus will say, I never knew you depart from me. And they say, but we did all these things in your name. Did they? Apparently not. They did things in their own name. They did things for themselves rather than for what was for the good of God. Good for the kingdom of heaven. Good for God's kingdom. When we leave here today, we're leaving a place of solitude. We're leaving a place of wonderment. You know, and as we leave here today, you know, at the end of the service, we don't have to leave so quickly and so fast. We can sit here and just enjoy And think about God and pray to Him. Take a little bit of time to think about God, to worship Him even more, to, to think about the wonders that's out there and what He's done for you in your life. Just because church is over doesn't mean we have to all run away. Spend a little time here in solitude before you get out into the real world. That kind of reminds me of a story that I wrote when I was a kid. Going into the forest. As you're walking into the forest, it seems like the trees open up. You've got all the noise behind you. And as you get into the forest, it looks like the trees are closing up behind you. And all of a sudden, it's all nice and quiet. And when you are here in the church, on the church ground, you are having a sense of quiet time. You don't have all the noise of the world polluting your mind. You can just sit here and think about the awesomeness of God and give Him the glory and praise. You can be a worker in His vineyard through prayer. You can be a worker in His vineyard by greeting other people. You can be fantastic in your life, but you've got to think and praise God all the time. And take time for God. Take time for His presence. Take time to listen to Him. God 
up your eyes and see the fields are white for harvest. The fields are ripe. And quite literally, actually, as well. We're all harvesting the grains. Soybeans, corn will be pretty soon. Wheat, I believe, has already been harvested. Goes through a process in the spring we plant, it grows for the summertime. In the fall, we harvest. Our life is like that. We are born and then we go through life. We're confirmed. We're baptized. We believe in Jesus Christ. We come to church. We are workers in the vineyard. And then the harvest time comes and we're out there doing our mission work. Whether it is by prayer, whether it is by preaching, whether it is by educating, whether it is by just talking to other people about Jesus Christ. Don't hide the gospel under a bushel basket. Lift up that bushel basket and let the gospel of Christ go out into the world. Let your light so shine before all people that they will see your great works. Because that's what God is all about. We're all living a fantastic life, aren't we? Think about it. Yes, we are. Yes, there are people who are suffering. It's going to happen. We live in an imperfect world because of sin. We live because people, there are people who are dying of cancer, who are dying of COVID, who are just dying maybe of old age. There are, but they have lived lives. There are a lot of people in this world who have suffered and struggled their entire life. And the sad thing about it is they never heard about Jesus Christ. what is yet to come. And it's sad for those people who have never heard about God. We can be so thankful that we have heard about God. We can be so thankful that Jesus Christ came into the world that we know Him intimately through the reading of the Gospels, through the reading of the Bible. service, we're going to sing the first verse of Jesus Loves Me. And even when we're done with that, no need to rush off. Just sit there, close your eyes, and meditate. You've got places to go. You may go. I'm not saying you can't leave, but I'm just saying, think about it for a moment. Opportunity.
opportunity to work in your vineyard. As it was stated in the five o'clock, the landowner goes out, hey, how come you're standing around doing nothing? Why are you standing there? Well, nobody's hired us. Well, get out in the vineyard and go do something. You see, everybody has an opportunity to do something for God. Everybody has that option, that ability. and for the rest of your lives. God loves you. Amen. At this time, we'll go ahead and gather down. And don't let it blow away, by the way. It's pretty windy out there today.